Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode number 29 of the KDH podcast. I can't even believe it's 29 now. It's absolutely it's coming along, man. So today, we're joined by Dale Burke. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. How are you, mate? Not too bad. You're the second returning guest on the podcast. I've had one already, a returning guest. That's absolutely shocking. I'm not the first, but it's no, no. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to get Dale on today, so I've called this podcast Real Talk. Um, the reason for it, Dale's literally just written an ebook, so I wanted to get him on and talk about that a wee bit more. I want to talk a bit more about the subject behind that, so some true gritty stuff, and um, you got some good exposure on the last podcast, so I was like, you were up there with Sam Briggs, mate. There I was we like, go. <laughs> Sam, who's Sam Briggs? Sam, who's Sam Briggs? <laughs> I was about to tell you this. It's a crossfit after that I had my podcast. Um, so, what have you been up to since the last podcast, mate? Um, well, since I, the last podcast we did was in lockdown, Mark. Yeah. So, I mean, I love it a lot, mate. Yeah. Um, back one-to-one coaching, of course, absolutely loving that. Um, just the amount of results I've actually got off the back of one-to-one coaching has been amazing as well. Like, just, like, um, through lockdown, so, like, Zoom classes and everything else, and everything coming back off that was, was incredible. Um, so, biggest, one of the biggest things was also starting a group training with my good friend, Ryan Holmes, great coach. We started... Uh, uh, not a boot camp, but it's a, a group training called SIN. So SIN stands for Strength in Numbers. Um, and now we're going to talk about a uh, written and released an ebook called yeah. You Are Not Broken. So I've been a busy, busy guy. You actually mentioned that on my podcast for the first time, I think, the last time. Uh, that's right. There right. we go. There yeah. we go. When did you start writing it? Um, it was actually during lockdown. I think I can't remember what month it was, to be honest. But um, it was it was during lockdown. I think it was maybe the uh, I think it was maybe April, end of April, something uh, like that. Was it something that you'd thought about for a while, and then lockdown was that prompted it? Um, no, it's not really. I, I was. I've always. I've always said to myself, I wanted to write an ebook. Well, that was going to be what it was. What I did end up writing, or it was going to be something fitness related, or whatever it was. But I was just kind of like, obviously, with surrounding myself with like Ryan Atkin and, and David Tat and um, the boys who like uh, I, I really surround myself with with MTN. They, they've they've done quite a lot of that stuff. Like Alex, they've done like the ebooks, like the fitness ebooks, and Ryan's done his got ebook, and David's got about a million ebooks. <laughs> but but um, I didn't really know if I wanted to do like another fitness thing. I was like. I don't know if it's something that I, I want to put out there, especially for what I want. Um, if it was going to be anything, it would probably have been like a technique-based yeah. one, but then it was like, how can you put that in an ebook? Yeah. So it being like videos, and then I just thought, you know, I want to delve into something that I'm really passionate about, and what am I passionate about outside of training people and, and focusing on form and technique, and that is mental health, and that's kind of what prompted to get that done. I was like... I want to get something out there that's on my own and, and almost be able to, again, just generally help as many people and have an, as much impact as I can on people. So No, definitely. I think you know firsthand when it's happened for you. That was one of the things I wanted to come and talk about. Like, um, Give us a bit of an insight to like what the book's about, actually, because I don't want to skip anything about it. I'm sitting trying to talk about things that I know about and other people don't know about. So the book, the book is pretty much, it's a mental health book, so... What this is, is it isn't a cure-all mental health. It's not. I'm not curing your anxiety or your depression here. This is giving you an insight of what my story is and what my experiences have been and giving you something that you can kind of relate to because this is one thing that I found that really massively helped me when I went through all my struggles with dealing with mental health. Hence why I, I found that, that I could write this book because when, when I was going through a lot, a lot of stuff, the one thing that made me feel a lot better is when I was able to relate to somebody because when you've got relatability or you can connect with something that you can understand, you're like, right, I'm not quite alone here. There's other people out there feeling like this. Yeah. And um, that's that's kind of what this book's about. It's not only my story, but it's also a few other people's stories in there because everybody's different and what they've went through and their experiences. And it's not only for able for you to relate, but also to... To at the end of it, there's 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 actionable content that you can take from this. So there's like all the struggles that I went through and the things that I went and done to then help me get over my mental health is all in this book. It might work for you, it might not, 
but there's a lot of there's, I can guarantee you you probably would find one thing in there that you'd be able to take away. It made me. I listened to. I've not I've not read the book yet. It's on my list to to get it definitely, and I will read that. Um, it made I listened to Collins um, podcast yeah. when you were on it, mm-hmm. and basically Dale broke down his uh, experience with his mental health into three years. What was it the what was the the plunge? So, first contact. The plunge and then the rise. Yeah. So that's pretty much that's that, that's kind of the, the three main parts of the book. And then there's an off section of that called the elite minded. Um, and what that is is just almost like so the first contact. It, it, the the greatest thing about this book is it kind of gets you thinking a little bit of what your own experiences is because again you're relating to what what I've went through and it kind of gets you thinking right. Well, where was my first contact? When did you first start realizing? that you were maybe experiencing some form of like mental demons or struggling yeah. with your mental health. Well, where was the first time that you started? To, if you really think back, when when did you start feeling these feelings? Or you might not even realise that the feelings that you've been feeling is anything to do with your mental health. Again, that's what I speak about in this in this book, and that's what the first contact is about. It gets you thinking about, are you going through that right now? What is it you're going through right now? Or is there some point in the past where you've maybe thought, right, well, that's that's maybe when I've started to realise when I, this was starting to happen to me. I'm starting to get some sort of trigger. Then you've got the plunge, which is almost, it was actually called the fall at first. But then me and the, the, my mate who was helping me write the book, Chris, we, we kind of came to the, the, the conclusion of like falling, falling is painful. It is sore when you fall. But if you fall in a group of people, you can pick yourself up quickly, dust yourself yeah. off and get out of there quick. Nobody's seen what's happening. But if you're plunging into deep, dark water, it's a totally different ball game there. Yeah. It's, it's completely, completely different. You made me, like, so see, when I listened to that podcast, you literally just took the words out of my mouth. Like, you made me think about what my my experience, my mental yeah. health was. And I remember, I actually spoke about this in a podcast. Like, I had I had an anxiety, anxiety attack when I was out in Cyprus when I was yeah. in the Air Force. At the time, I was fucking drinking all the time. I was unhappy. I was leaving to come and be a personal trainer. There was a lot of things that were out of my control, mm-hmm. but I was also treating my body like a bit of a bin. Yep. And I had a full-blown panic attack, and I didn't think it was mental health issues. Like, yeah. I was literally going, I don't have mental health problems. Yeah. I don't have, I'm fine. My body was, and I think this is when the anxiety feed people, we tend to over-label things where is this what it is do you know what I mean mm-hmm. people just like it's, everything's like a spectrum isn't it uh, like you know how they always talk about like, the autistic spectrum it's yep. literally like your mind your mind the way everything works you can't just say this is it you've got that it's like something that you can't you can't pinpoint it and it, yeah. re- it really got me thinking when I just listened to that you described those three things the plunge the the first contact and, mm-hmm. and I think now personally with me I always think about those red flags if I'm experiencing because I'm I'm quite an anxious person. I take on a lot of work. Everyone's got a natural level of anxiety. Yeah, I think and I think like that that's what people need to realise. It's like being anxious and sad is 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 a natural human reaction. Like that's be as part of being a human being. It's even even right now talking about it on a podcast, it makes me feel anxious because yeah. it's like we aren't mental health professionals, but we're just talking from experience here. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm not saying that all because we're personal trainers, but we see it firsthand yeah. all the time. Well, like, we've, we've not even seen it firsthand. For me, I've experienced it firsthand. Yeah, yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah. I know, and for you as well. Like, And that's all we can really do. And this is this is one thing I want to kind of really, really drive home when it is anybody listening who is even thinking about going to read my book. It's, I am not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. But what you what I can do is give you my experience and what has worked for me and, and where I've been and, and, and giving you something that you can actually understand and go, you know what, that I actually get that. I mean a lot of people look look me and you as coaches will look at us and look, they would go, right, well the guys have got everything. They've got the house, they've got the, the, the family, they've got the, the financial situation and they're doing something that they absolutely adore. They love it. But it the thing is it's you don't you don't see what, what goes underneath the surface from that yeah. do you know what I mean and, and from a lot of people like when they see or me or you or any anybody they think that's got everything at the fingertips it's maybe it's really really good for people to see that those underlying emotions that they do go through yeah. the same feelings that normal people that I don't hate say, even hate saying normal people that's just not even the right word but I like, know what you mean though people put sometimes personal trainers on pedestals don't they they yeah. put like oh because the, the thing is that people I remember that like, even when I was in the Air Force that like, I proper looked up to the PTIs 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, because they tend to be the people that are going to push you. They're going to get you driving. They're going to right. give you knowledge. And I think sometimes, I think I was talking to Becky the other day, my client and my friend as well, Becky, and we were saying that. And she was, she was saying, you're very honest, Christian, in regards to if you're having a shit week, you'll be on your stories talking about it. Mm-hmm. If you're hungover, you'll be talking about it. You'll be, you're not like someone that's like pretends to be someone else. And I think sometimes yeah. a lot, I think though, like becoming a personal trainer, there is pressures when you initially start that you have to be someone that you're not. Yeah, and that's, it's, that's it. Yeah. And, and, I think, and that, I think that's what makes a, a good coach, a really good coach, because people are able to relate. Relatability yeah. is key for a lot of things. Yeah. And when you're able to, for your ability to connect to somebody else, being relatable is probably up there one of the number one things that you can, that yeah. you can give to people. Yeah. Like exactly the same. Like I know you're sitting saying you felt anxious about like, about speaking about mental health and some people do and I was a wee bit like that at first but yeah. I can guarantee you probably that exact same thing when you first up what came out of the fitness industry nah, yeah, that whole imposter syndrome yeah. type thing you know what I mean and you feel that way but at the end of the day like you, all we can do is go off of what we are experiencing and, and the thing is we're not pretending do you know what I mean we're not yeah. just kind of second guessing I don't really see where pe- why people would delve into something that, that, that they've never experienced before in their life yeah. and I actually spoke about that recently in a podcast and like, well, do you, should I be giving advice if like for anybody who is listening to this and you know someone who's gone through mental health, should I be, and I've never experienced mental health, should I be giving them any advice or like, should I be saying, all right, don't worry about it, try this, try that. And it's not really always about like giving somebody advice if you've never went through something before. It's like, you, you don't know what you don't know. Like, there's yeah. no point in trying to direct somebody in something that you don't understand just be there and listen, especially when it comes to mental health, but be there, listen and be, and be present. Yeah. I remember like, this is like what you said there, being present, like a lot of jobs. Now I remember when I started off coaching and I was talking to folk and they're going, you should go to the business gateway and get help. Right. And I'm not bashing the business gateway. Right. <laughs> I'm not like, but I remember going there and just being like, it was a bit emotionless. Like yeah. it was like, you can get this grant, you can do this, blah, blah. And then now that like, I've got a coach to help me out with market and stuff, yep. that person's invested in me. Mm-hmm. And then what we, what they, like, can I put it into more of a perspective? Like my, my, who I get coaching from, they don't have the qualifications, but they'll get me much better results in the sense mm-hmm. that like, it's not like a, a certain qualification, but you might go to the likes of the business gateway where they have went and done a degree in this, but it sometimes things can become a bit emotionless if the person isn't yeah. living it already. Yeah, it's black and white. It's, it's like, like it's like, nothing that ever is black and white. Yeah, and you're like, man, you're like, I don't, and that's, I remember like, uh, Ailey was, my girlfriend was saying to me about like, things that she wants to do in the future and I was like, go and get a coach that specialises in that and, the, and it will cost you a bit of money but you need to invest in yourself but you need to understand if you do that, they're going to be a driven, well, obviously, hopefully they're going to be a driven person, yeah, man, but yeah. that tends to be the case. If someone's generating like, life-changing results they're getting amazing testimonials and stuff and yeah it's the same with it do you know what I mean so people are going to read you up what's what's the feedback you like from your book so far has it done what you wanted it to do yeah well i think like if, i definitely i've had people mesh me and, and it's been it's actually really overwhelming yeah to, to be honest like the, the amount of people and again i just keep coming back to this whole word relatability because and it is it's just the the ability for this book to be able to connect to people yeah it's just it's mind-blowing. And the thing is, like, for me, anytime I've read a book, and I, I need to feel an instant connection with that yeah. book straight away. See, if I don't get a connection with that yeah. book in the first few chapters, I'm not going to read that book. No, like, I, put, I put it down. Nah, like, like, yeah, you put it down. And th- what I wanted for people to do is be able to read this and not want to put it down. Yeah. And be able to, like, the book to be able to speak to them and go, like, I know what, I know what he's talking about. And that's what I've been getting. A lot of people have been saying it's very raw, it's very open, it's very yeah. honest. And, a lot of people are really enjoying being able to see that side of me and especially the way, not just me, but other people and the way that the book's broken down as well. It's very digestible for people. So did the, who you went and, is it Chris that you got help with? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was it like, did he teach you a lot of stuff with it? How Massively. to do it? I was going to say, that must, be a, that must be a job and a half actually try to, because it's like, I was re- I'm reading a book about a um, US veteran, uh, Kyle Carpenter right now. And like it was, it's, it's one of those books you can't put down. I started reading it yesterday, yeah. halfway through, and um, but it's amazing the way that the chapters roll in, the way mm-hmm. that like the first one captures you, then they maybe tell you the end of the story at the first page and yeah. stuff, and it's it's amazing that how how much goes into. Oh, it's incredible! Like the the thing is, and again, like real talk here, right? Aye. It's um, 
I'm, I'm dyslexic. I'm terrible. I'm, I've always been a terrible reader. That's why I can't read something. I cannot read a book that I am not invested in or yeah, I don't get an instant connection with. Or I can't, like, it just doesn't sink in. I can't, like, my spelling's terrible. I've never been that great of a writer, ever. It's been, I've got better, of course, because of... Beating, because your, beating your craft, man. Just beating, I've beaten the craft pretty much of being like a coach and being consistent on Instagram and, and writing and stuff like that. I have got a lot better at that. I've always had quite a, a good, like, I'm a good storyteller. Yeah. I can tell good stories, but in terms of structuring it, this is where Chris was massive for me. Um, and me and Chris first kind of had the conversation of like, what can this be? What 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 can we do? And I came to him like, I really want to do something. I, I'm not quite sure what I want to do. And I think, and he's like, I think you should write about it. I said, I don't really know if I could write a book. And he's like, I generally think you can. Like the amount of experience you've had and just going off of like emails that you've written or anything like your, your posts and your Instagram posts and the way you come across and the way you speak about it and just generally the way that I actually speak about mental health and my mental health and um, in general. And he was like, you should write about it. And I was like, right, okay. And he told, he, and his uh, one line was like, just go, just, just keep writing. He's like, if, it, if, if you find it uncomfortable to be start writing it, and he's like, that's what you need to keep on writing about. It's like, keep on writing. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, you have start having certain thoughts of like, should I be writing this? He's like, that's what you should be writing. Well, it's so funny about that. And we did, we mentioned the sort of thing already, like beating your craft, like showing up every single day. Like, see, when I first ever wrote content, it was pish. Like, oh, it was okay. literally like fucking totally about like a banana or something and yeah. vitamins in it. Like, yeah. like, totally textbook, totally just like, why am I even writing this? And see what you said there about something being uncomfortable. I write posts sometimes and they get the ones that get the best, best, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Engagement, the ones that, and it's stuff in it that's like, I'll mention about comparing like people investing themselves to folk are happily going to sniff cocaine at the weekend, but and you're going, yeah. oh, but you're like, it gets the most likes because it's yeah. fucking true. Aye, it's, it's, again, it's that, it's relatable people go, like, I get that as well. Yeah, I get that, man. <laughs> yeah, I get? Oh, yeah, I suppose everyone does that, man. <laughs> and, uh, no, I know, but not everyone, but um, like, it's just, that it does like and it makes you it makes you go oh man like that's i think that's when and even on this podcast like even talking about the things we're doing right now openly like, i'm saying it makes me feel anxious it people just can relate to it then if what, some, yep things aren't real man you, you, connection that's it people see right through the bullshit like people see through like there's a time and a place where you need to be professional and like and it's like you need to watch what you're saying and and the thing is like I'm not saying I'm not like an Instagram or a blogger or anything like that, but the, what I've started to notice, the more and more people you follow and the more influence that you have on people, and I mean real influence, no, no like selling yeah. clothes to people, like actually having an impact. jabs. Like actually having a <laughs> <laughs> fat jabs and, and skinny coffees and stuff like that, but like actually like having an impact on people, you know, like having a good positive impact on people, the more and more follower, followers that you get, like, the, the careful, the more careful you kind of almost need to be, all and a bit, and you need to kind of watch the way you word things because a few times you've got, a duty, you've got a duty, responsibility, man. Like, yeah, like, so there's definitely a few times that I've put, I've put, I've put like it was some really, really silly, and it was like it was something about like something on a. But anyway, I've come back from London. I said something about somebody being on the on the railways because somebody was literally messing about on the railways. I heard this from the the guy who was driving the train. He says, "Oh, there's a, a group of kids." Um, messing about the railways and we were stuck there for about an hour and a half <coughs> trying to get them off like just because they wouldn't able to leave and the police and all that were involved and I put that's on my story and um, and, I, and I said something like it wasn't, it wasn't nasty but I was like I hope they're, they're next poos a hedgehog or something like that something, something daft right and um, and I, I get like two or three messages like oh I hope I hope this I hope that person's okay and I hope like, and then like, someday and I'm like right, maybe it came across me maybe saying like there's a lot of suicide and stuff like that happening but then I get somebody pure came on and bashing me like saying what you have done is an absolute disgrace that you you need to be watching what you're saying like you for someone who's a very advocate of mental health that you for you know that person could have like committed so I'm like this is this is mad like just because you maybe worded something quite differently is yeah. that people are jumping on that bandwagon people I think it's that one in five rule one person out of five is always going to hate you. And I think when you've got thousands of followers and people that tune into things, you're just going to get bigger crowds Yeah, people hating you. You're going yeah. to have, like, if you've got, you've got like, 5,000 followers, man, you're going to have a 1,000. No, I'm joking. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get 1,000 people interact with us? But uh, no, but the, the thing is, it's you need to grow to accept that. Like, I used to have one of those follow-on follow-ups, man. And I tell you what, oh, 
fucking get rid of that. No that way. is so bad. I, I had that, right? And it was only the last year, and I went, ah, I'm fucking getting rid of that. And see, even some days, mate, I'll put a post up, and I'll get five on followers or something, and I'm like, ah. nice. you can't, and the thing you is, you can't, like, you can't, you can't, and that's, see, see, for me, like, it, it, it used to kind of wind me up, and it, like, at that point, when that, like, was that, that person, like, <laughs> messaging me, being quite, like, aggressive about it, and, like, calling me out almost, and saying what I'm doing is irrelevant, and what I'm doing is absolutely shocking, and I'm like, it annoys me because, like, this might be one slight wee misunderstanding between me and you, and I'm like, but you, you've never ever mentioned me or spoke to me when I've wrote something yeah. that is really impactful for a lot of people and helped a lot of people. Yeah. It's only that Quite one yeah. thing. It's like quickly to fling you right under the bus when there's maybe one wee slip that's up. Like, that's like human nature, though, man. It's and literally, it the, the, I wrote a post about this the other day, and I was like, unfortunately, we are put into negative environments and situations naturally. Mm-hmm. like work environments the go-to thing for people with fat loss is a slimming club and see to be honest i used to be on the fence off the fence and now i'm like i kind of think they're negative environments they yeah. are like it's just putting them into a room full of people that are doing repeating the same mistakes and then focusing on the wrong things outcomes and then doing it and so you do have to kind of either need to make your own positive environment mm-hmm. or you need to go and look for one yeah because you can't like yeah, most things that we do, people just they they just jump into the same thing. Like I was talking about like creating that PowerPoint for next week for that talk that I'm doing. Why is it that the first thing when people mention fitness and improvement is how much weight someone's lost? That's crazy. Why is yeah, why is that the first thing? Like someone goes, Oh, they go, My cousin's been at the gym, they've been doing great, they've lost two stone. I'm like, right, that's good. It is good, but why is that the thing that's became the society norm to progress in the gym? Junk values, mate. And as you say, that comes from these these things of like cheap tickets of like, oh, it's all about the number and the scale. And yeah. and it isn't. And I think, I think, I think now, I think the more and more as like the years go on, I think there's that much more kind of positive influence and a good number amount of coaches are out there now. Like, and, and I think it is kind of starting to tilt. I think like. I think like these things of like skinny coffees and like maybe like slimming world and stuff like that and like these kind of fad diets. I think they are on their way out, which is a great thing. You're always going to have some yeah. some influencer or some some numpty trying to push these pointless, pointless things to kind of get a, a like try, literally trying to manipulate people into buying fake things, really. But the, the more and more that the years go on, there's definitely. We're moving away from that, which is a great thing. And I think a lot of people are starting to shift away from this whole thing of like it's the, the typical what it's been over the past decade of like, oh, it's about scale weight and being a size zero and all that sort of stuff. I think I think we are moving away from that. It's a, see, when you think back to even the fitness industry, when I started like coming up four years ago, it was like, I was talking to one of my clients about this this morning. It's literally like, even when I started, you don't see it as much now. People were still saying like guys and girls exercises, like they were still like, <laughs> do you know what I mean like, yeah. like going this exercise is a guys exercise, this is a girls, and folk were going, oh, this is a good program for a girl, and you're going like that, ah, what? Like, see, so yeah. hang back, like, like, and you would always see a lot of personal trainers, I, and I've, I'll put my hand up, I've done it in the past, but I've done things that was like, you maybe get your male clients that are doing things like deadlifts and bench, then you'd be like, let's go and get the kettlebell and do abs for the girls yeah. and stuff, and it's like. But that is, is that like the fitness industry is coming along so much more and more. Yeah. And like folk are becoming so savvy and things. Aye. But I find it amazing though that like there is all this stuff out there. There's like podcasts. Like, I'm not saying this is solving everything, but I mean, in like all this information, this is 29 episodes averaging about an hour an episode. 29 hours of free content that folk could potentially go and upskill, but they would they would happily pay five pounds a week to go to the same thing that's not been working for them yeah. for eight years. Yeah. No. It's crazy. That's like it's bad. it's nuts and it's. I suppose it's that like society norm as well of doing the norm. Yeah, you know I mean like the, the norm. Com- comfortable, comfortable, isn't being it? Comfortable, that's exactly what it is. Being comfortable. I know. Um, so um, obviously, talking about about you were talking about your book there. You, one of the things that you were saying was the reasons that you changed to become a personal trainer was because of your mental health. It was the way that you were in. How is that since doing? You've only been a personal trainer for a short space of time, haven't I had you? Two, just come back two years. I suppose I'm actually doing my second year tax return, I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so two, two years, just over, just coming up over two years. So I'm saying it as if I'm doing it much longer than you, <laughs> like eighteen months more. But, um, yeah, it's aye, it's only it's only been a short period of time. How was that change um, for you going to becoming a personal trainer for your mental health? And right, that's a great question. Um, so again, like I think. 
for me, um, it was life changing. Like it's it's what what becoming a changing my career gave me more purpose in my life. It gave me something that I was in control of, um, and it gave me almost like being able to help people is what is I've found is is what my passion is in life. Like that is being able to help other people is what I'm passionate about. And that whether that's through writing ebooks of mental health or whether that's just having a conversation with somebody, yeah. whether that's going on a podcast and that helps somebody or coaching somebody to change their, their, their full lifestyle. Helping people is where I am at my happiest. Like it's that's what gives me joy. That's what gives me my sense of purpose. Um and being being able being a coach and being self employed has allowed me to do that. And it's that for me is, is was the, the, the mad it was the, the defining moment of where I really started to feel so much happier within my life. I felt that I had a lot more structure, I had a lot more control in the outcome of what I what what I was a person. It allowed me to be creative as well, instead of turning up to a job where I was told where to go and what I was doing. Um so it was allowing myself to be creative, be productive being able to connect to other people yeah. and it's just it was generally life-changing and I've never ever been as happy as what I am right now through where I have been the past two years like this it was generally the, the tipping point for me where it's like my life really did start to change. Good man that's good I'm glad that. I had a similar experience with mine as well where it was that sense of fulfillment and purpose and it I have kind of set a next question up to kind of cover that point as well man but I think like that is one of the reasons why so many people are experiencing the position that they're in because they do not have a sense of purpose. They do not have a sense of fulfillment. And I remember even reading um, Tyson Fury's book and it was like he's suffered really badly with mental health and he's done a lot of like that. Books helped a lot of folk and stuff mm -hmm. as well. And he spoke about it in it like when he won the heavyweight championship of the world. After that was his darkest place ever because it was as if he lost his sense of he was in a bad way mentally and he should have reached out for help before not should have like he, he, yeah, but he's, he's, and it was that and he, he, he talks about it. and one of the sort of cap defining points of that and I remember it really resonated with me was with having that purpose and fulfillment is so important and it doesn't like your, your job takes up fucking a massive part of your life so obviously you want to folk always say you want to be doing something you enjoy obviously you do but it doesn't need to mean that, oh, you like watching fucking Strictly Come Dancing on the telly. It doesn't mean you need to become yeah. a fucking ballroom dancer. Aye, it doesn't mean you need it to try and apply for goggle box. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean like, it's meaning like, like, are you invested in it? Are you in a good routine? Is it making you happy in all the areas? It, yeah. it could be in like, do you know what I mean? And it, can be, it can also be like, and the thing is, that I, I, I'm quite bad for it sometimes. I always say that I, I hate the word like structure. I hate yeah. like, no structure, sorry, the security. I yeah. hate the word security. Cannot stand it. Like, for me, I think that is the word security is the absolute killer of people's dreams. Like, that to me is what that is. Far too many people say, I want to be secure. But on the other hand of that, right, I understand why people want a secure job and yeah. want to feel secure because what that then can also lead to is like, right, okay. Maybe that's not quite for me. I don't. I want to be able to have the security of doing a job that I, I don't hate, that I've got some form of purpose in. Like in my job, I feel like I'm important to my company. I've got a role that people look up to me. I have a role where maybe I have some form of creative freedom. Uh, doing that, and that gives me security. My annual salary then allows me to live my life in other ways that really, really does make me happy. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and wants to run their own business. They don't like the pressure of that. That's completely fine. Some people are happy and what gives them fulfillment is being able to take their kids to the football every single Saturday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas for maybe me and you, it's like we want to work and take our boot camps on a Saturday afternoon and going forward that things is always going to change. And I think for a lot of people that it shouldn't, you know, it just, it's not just one size fits all with us. And I think like, when it comes to, again, like when in this book, this is what this is about. It's, it's understanding where your values lie yeah. instead of living off of junk values. Like Tyson Fury, as he spoke about in his book as well, it's he he was his his he was fine all up until he won that world championship. He was getting all the money, but he also had that something to kind of zone in and focus on. He had the his purpose was and his purpose was to get to the top of the mountain and win and beat Klitschko and become the world heavyweight champion of the world. That was yeah. his that was his peak and he came flying down that hill really, really bad and right down that mountain. But where his other problem was his line was is he had junk values. 
his values were more about the money, going up with the lads, buying the clothes, buying the cars, yeah. drinking, alcohol, all this other sort of stuff. Like, that had all the money in the world they could buy at a very young age. That's where his values were lying. He thought that's what would have made him happy. It's I not until believe he was the age he was, man. Yeah, was it's, it? not until, it's not until he went through what he went through. And he came at the other end of that and went, right, well, this actually means nothing. These materialistic things that I thought that were what I valued most important in my life did not make me happy. They actually made me really, really fucking depressed. And it made me want to die every single day. Yeah. That's what he says. Like, like all these values that he held make, literally make them want to no live anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you need to understand what your values are. I think that's, I mentioned this in the last podcast as well, is so many people were so focused on outcomes and immediate returns mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like people don't don't see the value sometimes in saying to someone like if you do this for the next 10 weeks you will be better at it and you will have a much better physical appearance you'll be stronger but people will be like what I want to do I want the thing in a week do you know what I mean like and it's yeah. not saying like 10 I want weeks, it yesterday. It? yeah I want it yeah they want something yesterday and I think that's the issue now but it's one of the things that is my sort of ethos as a coach is like progressive overload is obviously one of the sort of keys of training is progressive overload goes into everything in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything that, and I've been really thinking a lot about it recently, even going into like, like starting this Ironman training and Tuesday, like I'm a proper novice with swimming, like proper. Mm. And I actually got in the pool and had a level of anxiety, but I was like, I love that. I love that feeling of like, you're not good at something. You have to get better at it. You're a novice at it, but you know, and in, in, in a few weeks' time, that you're going to become an intermediate, and that for for people like me and you, it's very very exciting. Yeah, because we know we, that we are, process. Uh, we are quite we are quite advanced um, in terms of like training and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think it's also to do with people's mindset, being able to trust in the process, to be able to go right. And it's the cliche thing of get comfortable being being uncomfortable because yeah. that's where progress lies. Yeah, and what, the one way you can think about it, if we're talking about mental health, is that's that's what's happening right now within within you. Like your your body's telling you something that something's not quite right. Something's telling you that you're uncomfortable. Something has to change. Yeah. You know. So it's like you're getting you're getting that pull and you're feeling anxious about swimming. But you know, in a few weeks' time, if you keep on working against that uncomfort and you keep working with it and trying to learn about it and trying to better yourself and progressively overload that training, yeah. you're going to get better at it and it's going to become less anxious. Yeah. It's a great way to look at it from your mindset when it comes to mental health as well. The more your body's telling you something isn't quite right. It's not just a form of power or whatever it may be. Take that and you'll be fine. It's like something in your life isn't quite right. You need to address that problem. I think that's the thing, man. It's like when people don't, like I was saying about it, I was treating my body like a bin. I was boozing a lot and all that, going out and partying and everything. Yeah. But I think it can go the other way. Like your body's so fucking capable. And if you don't stimulate it, it'll scream out mentally at you. Yeah. That mental return can be like terrible anxiety. Crippling to the thought mm-hmm. where your body's like, because it's like, use me, use uh, me. Like, I literally, need to, I need to use this energy. <clears throat> and the other day, I was last week, I was saying about I had a bit of a lull with feeling quite low. It was the, I, I, since I've been a baby, like my parents said they used to bring me back Philip Holiday was a wee guy, and like, I'm a baby, and I'd be dead sad. Yeah. Because I wasn't in the sun. I'm, I'm someone that's very much dependent on getting my, my UV exposure and yeah. being out. So that's why I prioritize going out a walk every day, even when it's like this. Yeah. You still get, you know what I mean? You're still getting, you get <laughs> I mean, that exposure, but it's not really the it's same. Not, it's not quite as, as lovely as going and, on a beach. Yeah. And, and the thing is, man, like it's, people don't realize that like, if you don't stimulate yourself, your body will scream out at you. And I was saying the other day, like that lull that I had last week, I was talking to one of my clients, but I was going, God, I'm quite a resilient person. I don't really like on folk always say about that sort of oh you're always motivated I'm just very very I know my I'm disciplined I'm very strict to my routine and I always just make sure I'm action I've got a to do list I've got traje- traje- trajectories and I was going fuck me I'm someone that trains a lot I'm someone that looks after myself I eat well and I'm feeling low mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. how would someone else feel that isn't doing that yeah if exactly. i'm feel, like and i was going like that like and the folk will always say yeah exercise does make you feel good it does it makes you feel great but i'm just saying that's part of my routine and my lifestyle and i'm still getting that because because it's normal it's normal to that's do that, the yeah. thing it's like and this is where and it comes to this whole kind of junk values of where that is it's not even just junk values have become from a materialistic thing it's like right now we are we are con- the most connected human beings ever yeah. Like we've got literally everything at our fingertips, yeah. and we constantly we can consume. We can consume twenty four hours of the day if we choose to, and we what we see is this whole persona of people being happy twenty four seven constantly. 
24-7, seven days a week, 365. Like, you need to be happy all the time. And you look at these people and go, right, they've got, I'm doing everything they're doing, and they seem to be so happy, and I feel like shit. I'm doing everything right. I've fallen the nutrition. I'm training. I've I've done my, my gratitude list every day. Like, I'm getting my UV exposure. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Where's my Blue Peter badge? Where's my Blue Peter badge? <laughs> but I still feel like shit. Yeah. Why am I still feeling that? And you start to panic, going, oh my God, I'm starting to feel down. I'm starting to feel sad. That's part of being yeah. a human being. It's all right to be sad. Yeah. You, but, like, you, you say to your grandda a few years, years back, or having a sad day, when they go off, oh my God, what, 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 comparing yourself to everybody else, they go, oh, I'm just having a, a down day. I'll, I'll be fine tomorrow. Yeah. You know, but we start to hit the panic button. We start overanalyzing everything. Going like, why? We, why am I feeling like this? Why? Why am I feeling down when I should be happy all the time? Because this is what we keep getting pumped out. Is like you need to be happy, 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 happy constantly. And it's no, it's it's no reality. It's it's no real. It's being sad and down is part of being a human being. I remember when I really noticed, like getting away from my phone and stuff. And when I first went abroad, we mauled work for four months and. I went away and I remember the Wi-Fi wasn't good and you weren't allowed your phone on most of the base and all that. And I remember it was one of the first times where, in 2014, we weren't as connected as we are now, obviously. We're six years on for them. But I remember being like, just being at one with everyone. Just mm-hmm. kind of like, just being in amongst. And I didn't really know what was going on in the news. Like, obviously, I could see the news now. But I was meaning like I wasn't. And I think sometimes we are so. We're consuming all the time. We're fucking pouring someone else's cup. Yeah. before we're filling our own all yeah. the time mm-hmm. yeah and that's one of the things like i do now is coaching folk i'm like literally serve yourself first thing yeah. in the morning get up do something for you yeah stretch go for a walk johnny put your phone yeah. away read yeah. just sit just yeah. sit and think yeah like absolutely. because immediately you don't do that enough and i've even mentioned this in the podcast i'd call around before and we were talking about like even these conversations we're having not enough people are having conversations on a a level that, and I know as personal trainers that even outside of the podcast, me and you will have conversations like this. And I think that's because we're on the same wavelength so that way. connection, mate. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of folk aren't. They're we just, don't, we're not like, they have all the friends in the world on Facebook, but they can't connect with anybody. And, that, and I think like, for a lot of people who are trying to <clears> pursue <throat> some sort of happiness or get to a point where they feel happy or they feel content, it's about connection. And that's where a lot of people seem to go really really wrong where they think and again coming to these junk values and I think that lockdown's taught a lot of people this has been being able to connect to people and, and being able to connect with back with their families and connect to speaking to people and, and again like going back on why you like why did changing my career make my like, allow me to better my mental health again it's like I maybe missed that out it's not until we spoke about it there it's like you're finding connection with people and it's that's what's so important that we need to feel part of something much bigger than ourselves. No. That's why you get people who will follow football teams all across the country, rain, sleet, or snow, because they feel connection when they go and watch that team, because they've got a connection with the, the support bus, they've got connection with their friends that go there. And I think it's so important. I think a lot of people miss that out. And I think that's what like again, like going to your, your boot camp, that's why people love coming to your boot camp. Oh, because they, they feel that connection, they feel yeah. part of something. Yeah. And it's about having a community. And that's what it's we proper, need to look for. It's that sort of what goes way back that humans are like it's that tribe, isn't it? It's that tribe mentality. So I've like, spoken about yeah. that quite a lot. It's and like, it's literally like people need to be part of something. And that's um it's something I've been really over the moon with. Like I've been doing my boot camp for two and a half years. Prior to lockdown, it was just a page you go hang it wasn't the yeah. way it is now. It's I would really say my boot camp's really just started mm-hmm. since lockdown. That's yeah. when I made it the way it is now yeah. with everything that I've got in place. And since then, it's like it's became something. Like people that oh, I got KDH boot camp. Like I've got, I mean, my neck buffs, got my jumpers, hoodies, yeah. things. Folk are up, and it's not. But it's, it's like folk are you invested in. It. Yeah, you, connected to what you what you're doing, connected to the people around it. Like I've read a few books, so like I kind of what gone off a of one tangent of that. It's like I read a book um, from Martin Rooney uh, called Coach to Coach, Coach to Coach, um, and I seen him speaking in San Diego and. He was probably one of the most guy like again like speak, that I connected with this guy so much like and, and that's what he was always speaking about community and connection of what it is and like his ethos of like when you come to train in his gym um I can't quite remember what I think it's called the Warriors or Warriors Gym or something like that I think it's got some sort of franchise can't quite remember the name um and it's like if you come to this gym you're eating broccoli 
And I know people are like, this guy talking about he's eating broccoli, but you talk about I don't like broccoli. But like people are saying, no, you come, you train with us, you're eating broccoli. Even if you don't like it, you're eating it. You're eating broccoli. That's it. And it became this kind of mad persona. But because everybody bought in and connected with this part, like with this this whole community of what it is, like those people, like inviting them to his wedding. The wedding cake is like the warrior's wedding cake. Do you know what I mean? Like his yeah. brand and stuff like that is on there because people are so connected to that. Well, that is it's that community of what people. It for. That's that's who they are. that's who they value themselves for. That's who they that's who they associate themselves as a person. Like, I am a warrior. I go to this place yeah. where this is where I train. Same with like CrossFit. I'm a, I train CrossFit. This is what I do. This is who I am yeah. as a person. This is my people. And it's the exact same. And, and he was speaking about this, and he and he, and he put like. They put like a, a, I think it was some form of holiday. It was like some pot, some holiday party or something like that in the gym, and uh, it was like a fancy dress. <laughs> and he was showing us all slides, and it's like this is what people turn up to the place. And he's like talking about how you can kind of retain clients and stuff like that, right? Um, and how you can retain people to stay in your gym. And he's like, and he's going through these slides, and there was this guy dressed up as broccoli. <laughs> Literally dressed up as broccoli, and he just made the point. It's like, do you think this guy's ever going to leave my gym? Not a chance no, because no. he's so connected, they're so involved with yeah. everything else. And I think, like, and that's a, that's a bit of gold right there for a lot of people. I'd say for any coach or anybody listening who's struggled meetings, like, you need to find that connection. Connection will make you happy, yeah. connection will make your business good, connection, community is yeah. what the key thing is for a lot of things. 100%, man. It's something I've really learned over the past year. It's yeah, like, totally, man. And, it's, and I'm not talking about it in like a, a business, we are in a way, but I mean, in like, it's one of the pivotal things that I've really been seeing where I'm like, this has been this has caused like exponential growth because of yeah. this. You yeah, know what I mean, like, it's not. But the, the, I'm doing the exact same training. Yeah, I'm promoting it essentially. Obviously, I'm promoting the community as well. But like, nothing's really changed apart from that's there. Yeah, and we've really drive home on that. And I remember I used to think that I'd be like, "What is community?" Yeah, and I'd be like, no, "What? What is it? Like, no. what? Like, I, I get it. I do get it. But how do you make it? And it's one of those ones where." You just need to fucking live it and breathe it and believe in it, man. Do you know what I mean? Just be enthusiastic, be passionate, be care about people, be like show empathy for people. I think you said to me once as well, man, you were like, how you find, you said to me recently, but it was something that was so true to the way that I envisioned the boot camp. You said something like, you know, scunnered, we're going out at this time of year. And I said yeah. something like, but it wasn't even to do with the weather. It was, I, I thought you meant something else. But it's because I just don't even, I go, mate, that doesn't even bother me. Yeah. But see if I show up. But see, because I am like that, I'm just like, why would that be a... But that's that's yeah. why people show up to yeah. you, to do it with you. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? Like for me, I'm like, I could not think of anything worse standing out and I remember I, said, I answered that. I, I was I, like, it's all right, man. So it was like, yeah, COVID's been okay. Uh, like, like, and you were like, no, I mean the weather. Uh, look, I was like, all right. Rain season. I'm like, how is people out there buying into this and... and Getting, having, like, he's getting people doing burpees on the passing main on the grass, like getting bogging. Like, if they, if they leaves that boot camp actually brown. But again, like <laughs> the people, reason why people do that is because you turn up and yeah. you turn up and you're enthusiastic. You care what you're talking about. You yeah. show people that you're present. You care, and straight away that's that's like people are drawn to that. People, yeah. people like latch onto that and they want that like if the, every word that you comes out your mouth they're like right okay I'm doing it yeah. how far but like you say jump and they're saying how high Yeah, like it doesn't really matter because you're turning up you're showing the enthusiasm and you want like, it's like the best hour of your day yeah. do you no, know what I mean I, like it's the best hour of your day and that's why a lot of people are like right I will do burpees in the yeah. pissing rain on the grass for I you was <laughs> to, I was saying to my new coach that I'm taking on in January I keep just dropping this in and I'm not telling anyone who it is um, <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, talking to him yesterday and we were saying about basically you, like, you need to understand that this is, could be the best part of someone's day and I totally know that. Mm. I know that, that you need to understand that someone could be investing money that, that, do you know what I mean, that they've never invested before in that. You know that they could be having things at home where they're not happy with what we've been talking about. They might be in a job that they're miserable. I'm totally aware of that mm-hmm. and you need to act. It doesn't matter if there's a hundred people there or one. You need to still yeah. put in the same energy. Yeah. And folk don't get that, man. Some folk. I, I used this example once before as well, and I've brought it up, man. Jamie's probably heard it in a podcast. He listens to them. There's a guy I used to work with, um, and he used to go at to me, Christian, why do you go to the fitness test and just blow out your ass? The score was like <laughs> nine ten, right? I used to go and leave till I was fucking blue, right? And I'd go the highest on everything. I'd be like competitive myself. And he's like, why do you do that? You just, you don't, you get paid the same as me. And I was like, you don't get it, man. You don't get it. Like I've just got a standard in my head that's 
and they just wee things like that we and it's it's so true just mentality it's a mentality isn't it and it's a mindset thing we often talk about words like mindset and proving mindset this is it it's that you need to be that you want to visualize that you're the hardest worker in the room you want to visualize yeah. that you're willing to put in the graph that we were talking about like getting in the pool and stuff and you need to be like, right, I'm going to be here. I need to be willing to do the work. Yeah, 100%. I think this is all the sort of stuff that you need to focus on. But um, to finish off on the last point, mate, I don't know if there's any more points. Was there, <laughs> was there many more? Yeah, no, I think there's. Two um, seconds. I'm looking at my notes right now on my phone, if I can get it open. Um, one of the points was obviously talking about what do you think are some of the biggest problems that extern- externally negatively impact on mental health nowadays and how would you recommend working around these? Just a- I think we've already covered that. Yeah, we I think we, 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 we just delved into that there. It's like people of like the junk values and I think that's probably the main the main important part. Like I think it's like very external. It's like people are hooked on junk values, they're hooked on trying to be happy constantly. Um, and it's we, we delved into a lot of that there, mate. I think. Yeah, no, we covered that because we said talk, talk, spoke about fulfillment and purpose and stuff as well. We yeah. definitely covered yeah. that there. So, what's been your highlights uh, this year? What's I know I keep saying this in every podcast because I think people just keep being negative, and I'm like, we need to be more. It is like, I mean, don't get me wrong, it has been a tough year, and a lot of bad, bad things have happened. But oh. again, like to give. You, you always need to, what I always say all the time like for every single bad situation for every single bad thing that happens there's always some sort of good that comes out of a negative always yeah. with every negative there's some form of good coming out of it where you might not realise it right now but there's always some form of good that will come out of every single negative I always and that's something that I believe massively and as, as shitty as this year's been of like maybe people losing jobs and stuff like that you need to gain perspective of what what's been good for you and for me like uh, this year is the biggest thing for me and the po- most positive thing that i've taken away from this year is being able to learn more about myself yeah i'd say that's probably one of the biggest highlights of, of 2020 like learning more about myself and what my values are as a person and where do i hold myself and where do i hold the values that mean dearest to me um like being able to spend more time with my family being able to learn that it's okay to take the foot off the gas and being able to learn that to take to take time for myself and being able to take like as you said just sit and think sometimes and and not be go 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 constantly um and outward of outward of that me of like me being present and, and almost like finding myself. <laughs> I mean, that's but, been a um, massive one for me. But it's it is, like, it's, even stuff like, see what you said there, like, knowing that it's okay to take your foot off the gas, mate. I just used to have it under the illusion that I need to work six days a week. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I do. I do work on it. And we were talking, I think we spoke about this before. We're always working to a, a part of it. Tuesday's yeah. my day off, but yesterday I had to go and do a load of work. I had to go and plan out a presentation that I've got a meeting about on Friday and stuff. And that needs to get done. Otherwise, yeah, I can't so, just say, oh, I'll push that to that day. But I think like that's been a big one for me, not being scared to say no. I done a full podcast on this with Ryan, man. Yeah, and, yeah. And that was that was literally talking all about that. Like it is, it's okay, it's okay to take a step back. And this applies to so many we covered that loads in the podcast. It applies to you should read a book called um Essentialism. I'm I've reading, read it. Reading that yeah, it's I've read really it. Good, it's good, isn't it? It's good. Do you like the bit? I liked the bit when he said about priorities only becoming plural in the 20th yeah, century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. true, isn't it? So true. Man. Right. So My to-do true. list, a like fucking essay right now, yeah, man. And it's like, but that's what I'm saying. It's like understanding. For me, that's that's what one big thing that is. I've spoken about. It. It's kind of the same, like minimum effective dose. Jamie Oldham spoke about it before. Um, he's probably put his own kind of spin on whatever the essentialist has been, um, and it's like. A, like even know that you can do tasks that are good that can give good but you need to focus on the, the tasks that can be great yeah that is giving you the most value back so you could be all doing all the tasks but those other good tasks could be distracting you from doing those great tasks we spoke about a thing last week with uh, a pal that's helping me with marketing and we we're talking about like creating a list of urgent immediate urgent immediate and we we're saying like things and i was going right and we we're breaking down like to do lists and stuff and i was going well, that doesn't really need done right now. Yeah. That doesn't really need done right now. In fact, that needs done right now. Then you've got this list of things. It's only three things. But before you might have had 14 things in front yeah. of you, it becomes overwhelming to the point where you're like, fuck. And it makes me anxious sometimes. Yeah, it's not it, makes, it. it makes me go, oh, like yeah. I just tighten up. And, and I'm like... Yeah, and J- I think Jamie Oldham nailed that, man. Like when he spoke about it, I was like, wow, he had like, that resonated with me. Because it was him that recommended that book when I read was it. it? Yeah. Nice. Well, he's obviously got that for there and like put his own spin on it. But... 
it's for that I think it's like if you're looking at logically right if you get a, a to-do list of 14 things right and you think right okay okay 14 things if I get this done I'm gonna have I've won the day if I get 14 things done I have absolutely smashed it today right but if you get seven of those things done even though they're really they're really really important you and don't you get feel them good. done you're like shit I feel like a failure because I've not done half yet whereas if you those are seven things can wait another day or two so whereas if you went right I'm going to pick four things Four things from this list that need to get done today yeah. that are so important that it's going to give me a hell of a lot of return or whatever it may be, right? Doesn't have to do a list, but in um, and you and you and you put all your efforts into that, and you go right. I'm going to put everything into that, and you get those four things done with more time. Nine times out of ten, you're probably going to be able to have time to do one of those other things. Yeah. Not only have you done the same amount of work in the same amount of tasks that you would have done if you'd picked 14 things and done seven you've also then done the five things that you're going to do and then over delivered for yourself and got another two things done which is going to feel even better even though the result is the exact same the way you feel is going to be completely different well you kind of set that mindset up the way you look at it if you go right and set five things up get them done i over delivered myself and I end up getting seven things done i've absolutely smashed that or if you get 14 things done you set yourself up to do 14 things and you only get seven done, even though the results are the exact same, it's I, different, I don't, I, I don't yeah. way you're going to feel a lot better. And the only way you're going to get good at doing this is through practice. Like yeah. I know now, like when I went to, I'd done all the stuff on my day off yesterday, but I knew it was going to take me a few hours and I just set out that, but that's from experience. Yeah. I mean, I know that writing down a presentation is probably going to take me about 90 minutes, but yeah. kind of a content to about 30, depending on what it is. I know that reading my book, a chapter is going to be about uh, 30 minutes or something yeah. so then you go oh, it's two and a half hours whereas if you don't know that you, you're just gonna it's like anything else so it's like with training folk look at like nutrition is this fucking array of things and I just go out to folk go and try to kill this for a week and they're like what about this what about that what about this and I'm like do it for a week after a week they're like ah, right and then you go right let's set a target now hey, what about this what about not just set a target one week later right, what's your protein like well I don't know let's look at that yeah. And it's like folk are like, right. I get this, I, I get it. But they're, they're looking at things like, what about this? Well, we try to juggle everything. Yeah, I try to look at Worrying about fucking sodium content, yeah, man. I, um, but but um, all, th- all things that just a lot of other good things have came out with, obviously, that me finding myself um, in 2020 has been like a game we've kind of spoke about building a community. Like, I, I get, I've done. I built a quite big community through Zoom classes, which yeah. was amazing, which then had a, a massive transfer over when I actually done, uh, me and Ryan came to building the, the SIN yeah. training group yeah. as well. So it's, it's because um, they, they all follow me and it was very easy to get the, these people brought in because they trusted in me and trusted in what I'd yeah. done. And, but like my ethos of how I train. It's almost, it's just group coaching. Anyway, yeah, like group, group training and it, was, and it was amazing. So I managed to get that, which was again, not only good, pretty good financially but again being able to to help people for my living room and allow it like the amount of messages I was getting for people saying how much this was helping them it was it was amazing it was a great great point of, of 2020 for me and it was like it gave me a lot of purpose with that as well did it teach you yeah to really appreciate basics of training of course like, yeah, I, I mean taught me, taught me so much I, I, I've always I've always kind of stood by that though like I, I'm I'm literally until now, until the past two weeks, I've never trained. I've never followed a specific training program. People are like, what do you mean you never followed a training program? I have up in my head almost. I've always progressed a little load in my training yeah. by using RPE skill. I've never tracked my weights. I've always yeah. used RPE skill. I won't delve into that. Um, go to my Instagram, you'll find a good post on yeah. RPE. Um, so I've never tracked my weights. I've always used RPE. Um, I know roughly where my weights were at. Like I've always kind of keep a, log, a mental log of that, but I've always kept it simple. Like for me, I've done the same fundamental exercises the full time I've trained. So I've always been quite a preacher of basics work best for me. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, don't get me wrong, it is very like if you're in a gym with a, a shit ton of equipment, it's very easy to lose track of like, oh, everything machine based right. is very, very good. For 10 different variations of a yeah. lot down. Yeah, it wasn't until I went to actually Commando, which was really good for me as a coach, as a turning point. It's like made me think of my feet a wee bit more because it was a very functional based gym. Aye. At the time, it was like there, there wasn't any really, there wasn't much machines yeah. based. There was a lot of bands, there was a lot of kettlebells, a lot of dumbbells, a lot of barbells. You know what I mean? So you need to get a bit creative with some yeah, things yeah. and focus on the on the fundamentals yeah. and fundamentals work best. No, they do, man. I think we do get lost in a fucking array of bandied workouts and home yeah. booty workouts, man. And it's it can be 
confusing. But um, to finish off, mate, what's your plans for 2021? Are you looking? I see you. See the book. Can you, what's the deal with getting it hard? I mean, not hard <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> hard coffee. How do you make? What's I don't know. I don't know any about the book. Um, I've, I mean, I'm not. I'm, the thing is, I put a picture up. And there's a hard book copy there, and I think it's confused a lot of people. But it's an ebook. It's not an actual book yet. Um, well, so do you download? Do you just? Do you it's, just it's just a link you get. So, oh, right. and it, before I move on to that, that's probably one of the that's one thing I want to finish up because I know we you are going off and we tangents here of like what trade and stuff like that. So like. Um, strap out of what my end of twenty twenty's been like, but even help helping even more people has been one of the best things. And then of course finishing up and writing my ebook and launching it that was such a big deal for me. Mate. Like, it. For me, it was like it was a it was such a massive achievement. Not even even if it just like see somebody even turn around and say that was that was shit, which is not by the way. If you're listening, it's amazing. <laughs> um, but the like even the fact that I've been able to write a book. But yeah. I, if somebody told me two years ago I may be able to write a book, I'd have laughed in your face. Yeah. I literally laughed in your face. Um, but the fact that I've managed to achieve that was such was such a proud moment for myself to be able to go like somebody who is dyslexic and who has never been good at anything like that and managed to release a, an ebook is is something that I'm massively proud of. And it's that's you should definitely check out because the feedback's incredible. But the the whole point with what you're saying with the, the plans for twenty twenty one and how you would get the the, the hardback copy it's not out yet um I'll, I'll so will you be a published author then if you get that no i don't, I don't know i don't really what know is a, what is a i don't know published <laughs> is like when you've got a book deal isn't yeah it? a book deal i don't i don't really know how you would get it i don't really know how to go about like even getting physical copies of, of the book but how you get a hold it is relatively simple it's i've got a i've got a, a landing page that you would go on it's the link in my in my instagram in my bio on instagram um, it's Dale Buck Fitness, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, at Dale Buck Fitness. All you do is you, it's not a link tree. Um, it might be on link tree next week, but it's right now. It's just a, an open link. All you do is click on that, and it'll direct you straight to the landing page. Give you a little bit about the book and what the book's about. A little bit of a blurb about it, um, and you can get a link from there. So when you click on that and you buy the book there, you you get an email within two minutes, and the the email will be there, like a thank you email, and it'll send it to you, and you can just get the book straight on your phone, and it's very, the great thing about this book, it's very short and sharp and punchy, it's about 120 pages, it's it's very easily digestible, and you can relate to it, you can, you can see other people's stories, you can experience it as well, so as I say, if you're not somebody who's gone through any struggles, but you know someone who is, it's, this is even for people who, who have got that book as well, and um, not that book, sorry, who's, who's gone through that and want to help somebody that they care and love about it might give you a bit more of an insight to, to how to be able to do that and understand what it's like going through that those struggles so it is a, a book for a lot of people and, and I hope everybody can get a, get a hold of it but um, yeah I hope, I hope it, it's having an impact is what I've what I've hoped No you should be proud mate that's a big achievement man Absolutely yeah. buzzing mate mate that's it's, good it's really good but um, plans for 2021 is, is pretty much going in all of the above what I just said. Like yeah. going in all in on my group training with, with Ryan Sin. It's, it's that won't be long to that spot, mate. Oh, I can't wait to, to that <coughs> if that happens because we've, we've invested a lot of time and effort of what the structure of that's going to be like. Me and Ryan are very technical based coaches. We like to be hands on. We're very um, big believers in progressive overload and and understand and getting people to understand the fundamentals and breaking it down in a way that they they can digest it easily like it makes makes the basics well really technical us make them easy for somebody to understand do um go on all in with my book as well um maybe hopefully get physical copies i don't know um but again like just try to help as many people as i possibly can that's always my goal as a coach as a person like well that's as i say as well that's through jumping people's podcasts or writing a book or, or being able to coach people in groups or one-to-one training or online coaching it's it's just i'm trying to level up as much and putting much time and effort as that i can into the things that i care about more so that's that's pretty much what i'm no doing. definitely and i think you need to remember like dale said he's been doing this just over two years so progressive yeah. overload at its finest man that's that exactly that's exactly what exactly. it is but what you? What's your plans? um I want to just keep growing my boot camp. I want to do, I've just had a, a good opportunity come up as well, man, with a, um, doing more public speaking, which is one of the things I want to do more of. I want to get my foot in the door with more of these sort of chemical and pharmaceutical plants because a lot of these places are now becoming more aware that it's important to get people in speaking and highlighting to their staff and stuff the importance of 
just well-being. Like the 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 brief that I'm doing next week is called optimizing your lifestyle, fitness and mindset. And one of the first things is about why improving your lifestyle goes beyond exercise. Yeah, and it's that's the first part straight into it. And I'd like to do more of that. Grow my boot camp, um, and that's the way that's going. Look at taking on more coaches from my boot camp, um, and just Excellent, keep growing, man. So sounds amazing, mate. You've done some amazing things over twenty twenty, mate. You should be proud as well. So no, definitely, man. Thank you, bud. But, to come. Yeah, no, definitely. So if anyone has obviously felt inspired by the podcast today, you've really enjoyed it. Make sure you get it in your stories and tag both me and Dale in it, and we appreciate that. And we'll get talking to you as well if you can give us some feedback. As we said, we just want to make sure that it's had an impact on you. Anyway, guys, I shall catch you in a bit. Goodbye.